You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You know, I did take the opportunity. I don't know. That's why I asked. We went to, uh, it was actually germane to this uh, week's episode. Jermaine Jackson. Went to uh, Free Play. Again, a little Free Play arcade. Fuck out of town. Had some fun doing that, playing some video games. Awesome. Some old retro arcade games. Yeah. Retro. You had to take a break from you getting your ass kicked playing chess against Jenna. (laughs) We're not going to talk about You guys played another game of chess and you were like, you know what? Fuck this. You know what? Let's go to free play. It's a really called getting your ass kicked when, when it you takes get like beat over and over two and over hours. Again. It wasn't over and over yeah, again. It, it is one. It means you were slowly getting your ass kicked. <laughs> That's even worse. It means it was an intense uh, meeting of the minds. Yeah. And uh, was, was it a meeting? There was back and forth. Was it a meeting or was I she had, just schooling? No, you? I had plenty of her pieces, and she had you had uh, herpes. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> you had what? <laughs> Guys, you heard it here. Joel Bernson has herpes. <sighs> No, so uh, we played chess like twice in the last six months. Yeah, the only twice because you keep getting beat. It's not true. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be the bigger man here because I don't need to talk about all the other times <laughs> that I won prior to that. Because um, winning doesn't make me a man. It, winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. <laughs> uh, so is that a I, Nike t-shirt? I took a, no, it's a it's second a, place is first it's loser. A song lyric. Uh, all right, so over the weekend, yeah. I took advantage of my movie pass. Ooh. I am one of those people that pays $9.99 a month to go see a movie a day. Are you doing that? that well, 365? I, tr- I try to see it. Well, <laughs> that's how many days are in a year, unless it's a, a leap year. <laughs> then uh, then it's 465. <laughs> that's right, Joe. It's math. <laughs> uh, no, so I went and checked out Justice League, and it was... Uh, Everything you dreamed it would be. It was... All the train wreck that I imagined yeah. it was going to be. That's what I hear. It was like three separate unfinished scripts thrown together. Um, Which one of the three was your favorite, though? The, the Flash? The, the Batman, Aquaman and or, Flash one. Yeah. yeah. Not even the Batman, huh? Not even the Batman, no. Sounds like this might be the last appearance of Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, it should ben be. Ben Affleck. He, um, for someone who wasn't really the worst part of Batman versus Superman, in fact, he was kind of enjoyable in That's that That's what everybody was saying. Everybody talked shit about that movie, but unanimously everyone was like eh, but Batman was pretty good he was the weak point I would argue that he was the worst part of Justice League I feel like he's phoning it in at this point yes, it seemed like that I even from the so. trailers he just resigned himself to fulfilling a contract even like Wonder Woman wasn't quite as impressive as she was in Batman versus Superman mm. or in her own film but Aquaman and The Flash kind of stole the show good because they're the ones who were getting spinoff films <laughs> they were they were pretty I good I don't think Cyborg has been greenlit no Cyborg was a little rough I mean the fact that he was Ninety-eight percent CG the entire film. Oh, is he really? It was a little. Well, he's a fucking cyborg. It was, it was a little distracting. It's too bad. Uh, but but Aquaman, Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Really enjoyable to watch. Which is uh, funny because if you would have said that five years ago that Aquaman was the best thing of Justice League because he's like the you wouldn't have believed he's it. He's the punchline. He's a little bit of the punchline. Yeah. No offense, Ryan Jenkins. He's he's an Aquaman fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies, obviously. Sometimes they're good movies, sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then tear it apart, dissect it, try to figure out what it did right, what it did wrong, and how we would redo it. Uh, and then we try to put it back together as best as we can. 
uh, asbestos. this week asbestos. Mm-hmm. So it won't it won't catch fire. <laughs> it doesn't catch fire. No asbestos. Um, okay, so this week. Hold on, before was, we get into that, because you were just talking about Justice League, uh, and you're now talking about an Oscar-nominated movie. Are you aware of that? Justice League is Justice nominated League. for what? Uh, oh, I think for like best sound editing and was it? uh, uh, best visual, maybe best costume. Did you see that Logan was nominated for best adapted screenplay? Yes. How about that? That's fucking great, dude. Too bad it has no chance of winning. It has no chance of winning, but just the like fact that out. it was the fact that it was nominated is pretty awesome when you consider like the how far that character and that that property has fallen in film. Uh, you know, st- starting with X Men Three, and then going to like X Men Origins, Wolverine, uh, even the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. While it was a, an enjoyable movie and a step up, it still wasn't as good as that character could have been. And then you get Logan, and it's like, as a lifelong Wolverine fan, oh yeah, it's really satisfying for me to see that character kind of get its its comeuppance. Uh, you know, that redemption that the character deserves. It's nice to see that Hugh Jackman went out on a high note with that character. But the problem with this is mm-hmm. it reminds me how long a fucking year is. Because <laughs> it I'm seems like, like it came out in 2015. I, I thought that it? movie came out two years ago. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, well, that's why none of these films that usually that come out uh, at the beginning of the year have any chance. But we got that and then uh, Get Out also, which... And you just said under your breath, it doesn't have a chance. No, of course not. It's totally... You don't think uh, so? uh, No, because they're going to say, oh, it's an honor just to be nominated, and they're going to give it to uh, a more important film, Joe, something that has uh, uh, either... Like Lady Bird? Yes. Or or about a quirky young girl. Three billboards outside Ebbing? Yes, it has something to do with murder uh, or or gay people. Yeah. We have a couple of those. What we need is a murdered gay soldier... Just, a, a gay we murdered should, black, a gay soldier. We should do black the math. Murdered gay soldier. Yep. Come up with a formula for like the uh, the most Oscar Beatty type of film. And the thing be in it being investigated by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. That's just <laughs> that is that and and it have music. It's got to be a musical too. Oh 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 oh! Absolutely, yeah. that's a shoe in. So there we go. We had, we need to write this. Okay. No, I I think that's uh that's unbelievable that Justice League has an Oscar nomination. Star Wars got a couple. Got a couple nominations. Um, unfortunate that it didn't it didn't see anything for best original screenplay. Uh, with oh. as much as people have been saying like, oh, this is great. It subverts expectations, and it's it's a it's a Star Wars movie about Star Wars. Yeah, but I think like, the okay. I think the, the the subsequent backlash has kind yeah. of uh, taken away from that because or, it still has to be a a unit. Well, or maybe no, it, it isn't as strong a script as you thought it was. I Mr. just Man. don't think uh, a a sci fi film like that will ever win. Uh, a, a, a like that's a shoe in for uh, uh, the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, but not so much the Oscars. You don't think a sci fi movie can win an Oscar? They're too old school, man. You ever seen When's Lord the last of the Rings? Time, uh, oh well, that's true. Yeah, but even then, they waited until the third one. Like they're never on the vanguard of because this stuff. they award it. They award it as the complete finished product. <laughs> that's, that's at least that's the line that. So maybe doing. there's hope for a Star Wars episode nine. A new hope, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Step right into that one. <laughs> All right. So this week is your pick. This is my pick. Again, um, talked about uh, Adam Sandler and uh, and Kevin James were your recast for uh, Super Mario Brothers back in. Uh, when we did Super Mario Brothers back in 2017. Yeah. And how cool. I kind of got to see that happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> a little one bit. Or a little bit. It's, it was a them with bit. video games, yes. but uh, maybe not done the way that you or anybody wanted it to be done. Uh, so the film we're talking about is Pixels. 2015's Pixels. If you're an Adam Sandler fan, no doubt this is on your <laughs> radar. Sorry. If you're a video game fan, this may be 
also probably crossed your path because uh-huh. uh, it was it was marketed to us, Joe, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I remember the marketing campaign being like, um, I think one of the shots in the trailer was the Galaga like mothership yeah. flying above Washington D.C. Oh yeah, man. And like a lot of like the the Pac Man stuff. Did you see the short film that this was based on? I did not even know it was based on a short really? film until I saw the opening credits. Because that kind of made the rounds. I guess back in twenty thirteen. Well, no, it must have been before that. Whenever it came out, some French dude made a little uh, short film. Uh, no, no dialogue. Really, no actors in it. Actually, I think it was all um, just cityscape shots. Uh huh. Um, and it was almost like a like a Tetris game uh, where slowly the city turns into pixels. Wow. Everything becomes pixelated or, or voxels. I guess is the the correct. Uh, terminology when it's a when it's a 3D block when it's a pixel. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, it uh, kind of made the rounds because it was great special effects. <laughs> like the last shot is just the Earth going from a circle to a uh, or a globe to a, a cube. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so the whole Earth turns into it. So somebody saw that and thought it'd be a good idea to uh, to, to build a whole premise of a movie out. around it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and also it plays off of uh, you know the 80s nostalgia, which we're knee deep in the middle of. We've got Ready Player One coming out, which is yeah. full of that and. Uh, and some '90s stuff. Yeah, we're we're kind of on the on on the the on the edge. Every time the Iron Giant shows up in that trailer, I'm like, and the '90s, uh, like early 2000s. Yeah, okay, they're kind we'll of mixing some. I guess they have to work with what properties they have the rights to, right? <laughs> I think like Deadpool's in the trailer at one point, or maybe it's uh, somebody who looks like Deadpool yeah. at least. Uh, and I don't care. I think that's cool. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Anytime you can throw well. the Iron Giant into a movie. Absolutely. I am totally good with it. Did Vin Diesel do the voice? Do we know if Vin Diesel did the voice for Iron Giant? <laughs> He's probably in the credits somewhere. Or maybe they couldn't uh, afford him. Superman. I mean, I feel like I could sound like Vin Diesel. Dude, if, that uh, was on, it was on you cable. You modulate my voice enough. Over the past weekend. What? Uh, Iron Giant? Iron Giant was on. Oh, we stopped and we watched did it. Did you? And it's like, if, it's one of those few movies. Uh, Sarah had never seen it. And I ended up taking her to, uh, were you there? Were you to there? Iron Giant at, at the Draft House? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, I think we you guys cried were and cried. Yeah, she hadn't seen it before, and uh, and I don't think she, I don't think she cried watching it. <laughs> I, I turned into a, I cry watching fucking everything, man. I'm <laughs> pathetic. Uh, but yeah, like it, it's one of the few movies I think that um, that I've kind of turned her on to, and and she really enjoys. Um, and I'm glad they went back and finished those couple of scenes that they added back in. Yeah, uh, dude, it, it where you get a little to bit see Hogarth and the Iron Giant fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> elevated it to an R rating. The, the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had that dream sequence where the Iron Giant, is. you kind of get to see the planet that he came from, and he's one of many. Yeah. And uh, they, they left it out of the original, and understandably, because they didn't have the budget to finish it. Right, and also it didn't really have that huge a bearing on the story. No, a little world building, though. Uh-huh. I appreciate it. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Uh, so speaking of world building, yeah, pixels, pixels, 2011's 2015, pixels. 2015. So the movie has a 17% uh, Rotten Tomato rating with critics, uh huh, but a 46% with audiences. How do you feel about that? Uh, how do I feel about it being 46%? Yeah, uh, I feel like that's about right. Yeah. I feel like 17%, and, and this is what happens, and this is why it's it, critics do themselves a <laughs> disservice. When uh, when they, they don't do themselves a favor, it's a double negative. That's right. It's they, tricky. <laughs> they, um, when they when they award something like the happening, uh, such a low score, because then you watch it and you're like, okay, well, this wasn't fourteen percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly bad. It doesn't deserve to be rated fresh. Um, yeah. But but there's that's when you can tell there's usually more going on behind the scenes, and you, they're not taking they're not critiquing the movie on its own merits. They're they're, they're critiquing what's come before it. That's right. Yeah. Or there's some sort of or like what's happening. Speaking of the Oscars, with um, what's the Ridley Scott movie that uh, Kevin Spacey? All got the money with? in the world. That's right. Where Peter O'Toole. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Listen to our Editing Bay uh, Eddie Awards episode from 2018. I'm really glad you slipped that in there, too. <laughs> Thank that you. was so funny. There's a little Easter egg for those who were paying attention. Um, no, uh, Christopher Plummer, uh-huh. where they in 10 days, he had to go back and reshoot Kevin Spacey's uh, scenes when the shit was blowing up. Yeah. Um, and rather than just pull the film entirely, uh, Ridley Scott had 10 days to replace that character. So went back, recast Peter, damn it, Christopher Plummer. <laughs> That was an accident that time hmm. uh, with all of the Kevin Spacey scenes. And now he's been nominated for an Oscar. And so you think that's more of a political move. From than what is. I hear, it's not really an Oscar-worthy performance or role. Yeah. Um, and this is a little more of a kind of sticking it to Kevin Spacey. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't like when they do that. Yeah. Because then, then, then I, I can't trust anything. You know? Well, what can you trust? Exactly. What do you trust anymore? I, I can trust my own opinion about this film. Okay. And uh, that is, yeah, 46% sounds about yeah. right. Um, it had a promising premise. So, yeah, let's start with that. What the premise okay. is here, uh, we're, we start in 1982, mm-hmm. and we've got these two kids, uh, uh, Brenner and I think his buddies Will. I think that's his name. You know what? I, I In my recast, I wrote down the actors' names again oh, and good. not the characters' names. Fantastic. So that won't be my So time. they go to a video arcade. The, mm-hmm. the first video arcade's opened up, and they start playing the games, and Brenner finds out like he's kind of a natural. He's really good at it, while his buddy's not quite as good. Uh, ends up uh, entering the video game competition, video game championships, hosted by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, a little was cameo. A f- a fun cameo. I was hoping uh, to see more of him later. And then... Uh, he announces, I mean, he's basically there just to kind of set up why what happens happens. Hey, we're videotaping all this. We're capturing it, putting it in a, a capsule that we're sending to space <laughs> yes. to, to communicate with other Seems life forms. highly unlikely, but okay. So like 40 years later, <laughs> the, uh, the, this alien force shows up and they're like, they're mimicking the game Galaga. And, uh, and we find out that the aliens found the, 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 the satellite or the probe or whatever, the the capsule. Yeah, the capsule. And they, they saw it as a challenge instead of a message of peace. That's right. That <laughs> was a declaration of war. They're now like coming to Earth to try to take over. Yeah, but they're doing it in the form of, of our video games, which this premise was done much better in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. For somehow a little more sure believable was. in that than this. Uh, but Well, Galaxy Quest also builds itself on that whole Star Trek right. world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had, uh, what, three Oscar... Award-winning actors. That's right. Or not at least nominated. Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, Sam Rockwell. And Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was he at the time? Maybe not at the time. No, he didn't do Confessions of a Dangerous Mind yet. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he was on his way. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. This movie has Adam Sandler. This movie has Adam Sandler. (laughs) Although it does have Peter Dinklage and uh, Josh Gad, who they're both nominated and winners now. Maybe not for Oscars, but uh, certainly Emmys. Yeah. In their perspective. Sure. Media. Cool. Right. Um, Josh Gad. Everybody loves him. So they piece together. Adam Sandler, uh, he grows up to become like a nerd herd guy, like from uh, from Best Buy, like the nerd yeah, squad. Yeah, the geek squad. And he's like installing electronics in people's houses. And his buddy Will just so happens to grow up to be the president of the United States. Which is the least believable part of this movie filled with unbelievable uh, scenarios, would you say? No. No? No, not the most unbelievable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Still a little jarring, though. I, I don't know that I would have... I mean, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I have to admit, I thought it was kind of an interesting touch. It was something you never saw coming. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, it puts our characters in the right position to be where they need to be. That's exactly why they did it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I don't ever. Growing up with Adam Sandler movies, I have Adam Sandler movies that I love and I I hate most. What's of What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Oh God, Billy Madison. Oh really? Yeah, easily Billy Madison. I like that with f- Happy Gilmore coming right up behind it. Oh, inter- <laughs> I like that Fifty First Dates. 
Because it's a very kind of un-Adam Sandler type movie. Really? You haven't I think it, it might shoot to the top if you see it. It's a sweet little uh, romantic comedy. Yeah, um, but it has uh, uh, Fire Drew Barrymore. Star, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> and I kind of have a ugh, with Drew Barrymore. No, but she's great in this one. She, she plays talks her. out the side of her mouth. No, you know. It's all that coke <laughs> she did when she was uh, 11 years 11. old. 11? Yeah, yeah, when she did Firestarter. <laughs> uh, so, no. I, I have to... I kind of liked this movie. <laughs> oh, I, I kind of like this movie. I don't think yeah. it's a. I don't think no. it's quality. Not like at all. it's not a high quality film, but I liked it. And if it were, if it happened to be on, I'm flipping through channels. I'd probably watch it again. I had for, totally forgotten that uh, Chris Columbus was the director of this film. Yeah, seems really. Uh, and and watching it, I didn't get that feel. Um, and that's more of a compliment to the film. It's more of an Adam Sandler film than it is a Chris Columbus. You film. know, but I disagree. No, you think? I so? think it's a little bit more of a Chris Columbus film. What's the giveaway though? Because what's his style? He doesn't. Well, really, his he, style is that he has no style. His well, his style is that he has no style. But if you notice, like this is one of the few Adam Sandler movies where Adam Sandler isn't doing like goofy voice ca- character voices. He does stuff. once. He does a couple of when uh, at the very beginning. The very beginning. That's it. He doesn't build his entire character in the movie on I do this goofy voice yeah, and enough. I carry this through the entire movie. Uh, in fact, there isn't a whole lot of like him or Kevin James being too terribly slapsticky. I mean, you got Kevin James eating cake with his wife, yeah. which, by the way, I feel like maybe she was written as a bigger part. Yeah. Jane w- Krakowski. Weird that they got her uh, to do like two scenes, two what are essentially non-speaking scenes. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole lot of... I mean, it wasn't until Josh Gad shows up <laughs> where suddenly things get a little slappy. In fact, this is my least favorite Josh Gad oh, role. Oh, really? See, I kind of thought between he and Peter Dinklage that they stole the show from uh, Adam Sandler and uh, and Kevin James. I thought Peter Dinklage was super funny, man. He's great, and he, he was super funny. He doesn't show up uh, soon enough in the film for my No, taste. I agree with you on that. He's uh, kind of... He plays what? What's his what's his code name? Oh shit! The, his, uh, his nickname? It's not the Firestarter. No, the you Fire put that Lord in my head. It's something fire, like that. Yeah, it's something like. Let's go with the Firestarter. I can't remember. <laughs> God, I hate that. But he's basically playing uh, Billy Mitchell. Yes. In fact, they they modeled his character after uh, that guy from. Uh, if, if, you've seen if that. anybody doesn't know who Billy Mitchell is, yeah. there's a fantastic documentary called The King of Kong, a Festival of Quarters, uh, where it it tells the story of the two Donkey Kong champions, mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeby. That's the other guy's name. Uh, and how Steve Wiebe attains the the uh, the world record on Donkey Kong, but then like Billy Mitchell has this videotape just waiting mm-hmm. for. In fact, like they have this whole thing where he's he's talking on the phone with his buddy and he's like, right. "Let me know when he breaks the record. Right. I'm gonna send a video." And these guys are like, "Guys, video just came in from Billy Mitchell," and like there's this whole bit about. How you could see an edit point yeah, was in the faked? video was yeah. it fake? Kind of dubious. Um, and they play that up in this character as well because he yeah. ends up being a, a cheater. But he's got the uh, he's got the long he's got ponytail. The he's got the mullet. Yeah, he's very much like Billy Mitchell. He's got the attitude. Yeah, he's, got the, the, he's kind of a know it all. Uh huh. Even when he's, he's cocky, he's. It turns out he's been incarcerated, and even then, when he's trying to negotiate release, uh, he's still being like a, a pompous asshole. Which is kind of one of my favorite scenes, where he's uh, he's guarding for an island, and then uh, okay, okay, I'm not gonna get the island, but um, here's what I want: I want Serena Williams, and Martha Stewart in the Lincoln bedroom. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, his character is super funny, and I was afraid he was just gonna show up for the Pac-Man sequence. Yes, and then be gone after that. And I'm so glad they brought him back. But still could have used a little bit more. And, <laughs> yeah, they uh, could have. And, and again, I, I didn't mind the Josh Gad character. Did, did you not mind the character or you didn't like his shtick? I didn't really like his shtick. Okay. Uh, where 
he when he gets up in the faces of like the Navy SEALs and stuff and starts screaming that and then like, stop, like it's like what the fuck is happening with that this? seemed like Adam Sandler saying here's what I would have done and kind of giving him pointers and of uh-huh. course when you're when you're Josh Gad when you're uh, I don't know where, where was he in 2015 I think he certainly he, was, he had already done Frozen at this point yeah but he wasn't really like he wasn't the Josh Gad of 2018 let's yeah, just say he that he wasn't LeFou not throwing his weight around oh. uh, but st- no I didn't even mean that <laughs> that's <laughs> <Wait>. very mean. <laughs> Uh, fat shaming. Joel Bernson from the editing bay. Fat shaming. But you, Josh you Gad. Stop. Uh, cut that part out, Jeff. But you know when... Uh, um, oh, you're okay with Jeff now because he's lost a bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah, he does. Looking svelte, Looks doesn't so he? Looks so good, man. It's, uh, it's that altitude over good there for him. in Colorado. Well, he had already lost a bunch of weight before he That's moved true. out That's true. He was there. on his way. I miss him. Quite inspiring. Yeah. Come back to us, Jeff. Please come back. And then cut that part out. For everything that I enjoyed in this film... There, there definitely are the things that like you see in the traditional Adam Sandler movies. Like, the fact that you've got like a whole hangar, a military hangar with military guys playing video games, <laughs> like practicing playing video. Because the the thing that's frustrating about this is there's no way what you do with the joystick and the and the buttons actually translates to what you have to do in the real world. Of course, when not. these things in, invade, like <clears throat> all of a sudden when Adam they do Sandler. the centipede bit, yeah, and they're firing with the guns, and he's like, "Guys, you gotta watch for." And like he just grabs a gun and like goes for it. He's, He's a like, natural. I'm good at it because I played the game. I'm like, actually, eh. I don't think it translates that way. Yeah, I, I might be looking at it too seriously. No, I thought the same thing too. Like your muscle memory, just because uh, you can move your wrist back and forth. And <laughs> boy, don't I know, doesn't translate <laughs> to uh, having great aim. Yeah, uh, there's also a little bit of inconsistency mm-hmm. where when they finally take on the aliens and their challenge, and they get to England for the centipede part, um, and even at the end when they do the whole Donkey Kong bit. In all the video game situations, they're the good guys fighting the villain, mm-hmm. except for the Pac-Man bit, which I didn't understand why they were suddenly the villains as the ghosts hunting Pac-Man. Uh, again, I think it. I think <clears throat> this film was limited by the video games that it had the rights to, and we see that in the end. But then, as why well. wouldn't they just be Pac-Man? Like one of them has to be Pac-Man, and they're being chased by the ghosts. Because he's not really because the the video game isn't called the ghosts who chase Pac-Man. It's called Pac-Man. Right. I don't know. I didn't mind that so much. <laughs> I, I I think that was a a little stronger take on it. And I like how they uh, they turned the Mini Coopers into the ghosts. Into the ghosts. Kind of made them and turned it turned the city streets clever. into a maze. It was clever. Yeah. Uh, like when Pac-Man got the power pellet and all the guards like turn they blue. suddenly turned blue. And they got to run like, away. This is cute. This is this is cute. I liked it. There was there wasn't really a point in the movie, especially when they were like in the thick of it doing the video game scenarios uh where i was where i was bored well those are certainly the strongest scenes in the and film and they need to be cuz yeah. that's what you're building your movie on and in and in that case i would call this movie pretty successful at what it attempted but to do but that's one third of the film the rest of it is adam sandler uh and his and michelle monahan his misogyny yeah <laughs> yeah uh kind of unbelievable although she's she's giving that's it her every all. adam sandler movie though i know like, i kind of feel like but but the thing is, I feel like you have to you have to go into it like, all right. I accept that that's going to be one of the things. Like yeah. that's yeah, kind of like Listen, a Bond movie. Okay, like I go into an Adam Sandler like I go into a I have Bond a problem movie. with those. Two. He's going to sleep with a chick. She's going to die. He's going to somehow save the world by being a misogynist dick. Okay, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll give it that he has to have a love interest. That's fine with the Michelle Monaghan character. But okay, this whole they, they've now invented a video game, a fake eighties video game called what is it, Lady Lisa? Yeah, and that whole side story with Josh Gash, a Dojo, Josh Gash. Dojo, Josh Gash. <laughs> 
Sorry. That's Apologies a, to our female He's listeners. a vagina. <laughs> Where uh, he falls in love with her and then she kind of becomes real. And he, uh, that, yeah, Jen and I were sitting there watching that, kind of rolling her eyes. I almost reached for the remote to fast forward. Um, and that's like near the climax of the film. Dojo Quest. I Unneeded. Think is what yes, that's what it's called. These little ninja characters. See, I, I thought it was cute as a nod to like weird science. Where the guys create a woman yeah. through a computer. Oh yeah, and, uh, she's so even named in, Lisa. I just that put respect, that together. Yeah, in that respect, I'm like, oh okay, that's all right. But it was fun during that big climax scene to see uh, all the little cameos from all the other dude. Yeah, games almost like at the beginning of Wreck It Ralph when you're trying yes. to like pause the screen and like figure out who everybody is. Well, we did too. We rewound it and freeze framed it, and we saw the the ostriches from Joust. Yeah, and uh, the Dig egg. Dug and the and the uh, oh yeah the Burger Time egg, the Burger Time egg, and oh, the chef gosh. in the background. What else mm. was in there? Missile? Did you notice the shot of Missile Command? There's a wide shot where they're talking in the foreground, and you see the little cursor up yeah, in the, the sky lines. setting uh-huh. off the uh, the bombs from oh, Missile yeah. Command. Yeah, Very sir. clever. Uh, Mario makes yeah. a little appearance. You know what? I thought We don't get odd. Mario in Wreck-It Ralph, but we got Mario in this. So what the hell? And, and we get him for literally... And we literally got Duck Hunt Doug. One oh, shot, dude, Duck Hunt But Qbert, did it... Did it Kind of throw you with Qbert actually speaking. Liked him much better in <clears throat> Wreck It Ralph, where he just kind of made the little weird noises that he makes in the Qbert game. Yeah, um, and yeah, I thought it was a bad th- th- thought. It was a bad idea to to kind of give him a voice, <coughs> and then also we didn't need like this secondary character. Um, I don't know. Did you were you on board with that? Uh, I was on board with it. I kind of think I maybe would have preferred a different character. He was like Dobby the house elf. Yeah. of this film. Like I, I would have preferred like Frogger. Instead of instead of Cubert, a, f- a frogger, but still not speaking, yeah. like just something that's following them around. You know, and, that would have been cute. And maybe I I would prefer that because we'd already seen Cubert in Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And the fact that we just as a family we watched Wreck It Ralph like three days ago. Oh yeah. So I had Cubert fresh in my mind. Harper's gonna think that like Cubert uh, is in every film, <laughs> just <laughs> like me with Star Wars. <laughs> with you with Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, put on the lake house. You're like, where's where's Cubert, man? Where's, uh, dude, we are, that, that phrase, put on the lake house. <laughs> yeah, coming soon to an episode of the editing. It, re- it really should, man. Well, uh, all right, so. Valentine's Day is coming up, buddy. I uh, Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. So I was so proud of myself. Yeah. I made reservations. Hey! I got us re- like three weeks ago. I made reservations wow. for Valentine's Day. Smart. Um, There's a little Christopher Walken there in my wow. Did you hear that? <laughs> wow. So, um. So I'm I'm talking to Sarah. I tell her I'm like, no worries. I got the reservation already. She's like, you did? Yeah, I got it. So right. we're good. Seven thirty. We got prime time. We're gonna go get something to eat. Uh, so yeah, March fourteenth, right? <laughs> uh oh, February sixteenth. A little close to home. Oh no! <laughs> I'm in my office, and my uh, my my uh, coordinator and I are talking about events that are coming up. Yeah. How we've got to schedule some stuff and. <laughs> We have a Valentine's Day thing coming up, and it's going to be on the 14th. And I'm like, it's so weird that we're doing it two days ahead of time. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? I went, well, the Valentine's Day event, we're doing it on the 14th. She's like, yeah. I go, that's two days before Valentine's Day. She's like, the fuck are you talking about? Is this really like one of the first times you've celebrated Valentine's <laughs> Day on the actual... Did you... So I've never... No, we have. I And I'm like, what day is Valentine's Day this year? She's like, the same fucking day it is every year. It's the fucking 14th. I went, oh shit! She's like, what? I went, I think, I think I fucked up. No our, wonder our reservations were so easy to come by yes. that Friday. And so huh? I go back and well, I nothing's checked. Booked? I went back and checked, and I went, oh fuck, yeah, it's the sixteenth. Are they all booked up, or were you able to uh, change? <laughs> well, I went, and all they had is like five thirty or <laughs> oh, no. nine. Oh no, there's some places I can recommend. So I reached out to Sarah, and I was like, hey, look, remember how I said, don't worry, I've got the reservations oh, all no. handled. 
well, here's the deal. I was like, if you'd rather go do something on Valentine's Day, they have 5.30 or they have 9 open. And she was like, actually, I have class on Wednesday, so Friday's even better. Yeah, Wednesday's a weird day to celebrate your love. Yeah, and that's what... That's kind of what I've been understanding, talking to other people about it. They're like, actually, everybody's going to be doing stuff on Friday. Yeah. So Or the good weekend on you. before. I was like, okay, great. There you go. Well, I felt fucking stupid You about did it intentional. It's all right. Um, hey, but yeah. look, you had the gumption to go out and do it uh, so far in advance. I tried, So man. good on you. I really tried. Thank you so much. Jenna made our reservations. <laughs> After she kicked your ass at chess. Uh, well, I got to keep bringing that up, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I can kick your ass at uh, Joust. <laughs> and any number of other video games. That was fun Galaga, like seeing those. Or, are you no good at Galaga? Um, no, it's classic not that, video game. It's not that what I'm are you no, best at? Not that I'm no good at it. It's that she's that good at it. Yeah, yeah I believe it. Pretty hard. Classic video game. What are you best at? Not what's your favorite. Hmm. What are you best at? Oh, well, hands down, Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah. Like I, I have yet to see a score on an arcade cabinet that I couldn't beat. Like, you know, walking into... You're like Tom uh, Cruise in Days of Thunder. There's nothing I can't do with a Miss Pac-Man arcade cabinet. I'm not saying that there aren't people out there better than me. I just haven't met him, Joe. That's all. No, um, it's Let one of those things... you to Billy Mitchell. Where, uh, you give me a quarter, and I will go for half an hour. Dude, you are like Vin Diesel right now about fucking Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> I live my life a quarter a at quarter a time. A quarter at a time. <laughs> I want to make that like editing bay shirt. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's I've had I've had the most practice with that one. I think. Uh-huh. Um, game what over. about you? What about you? Game over. What's your favorite classic? Oh, retro? my favorite classic. Or, or Galaga. the one that you're the best at. Galaga. You're the best at Galaga. I am. I am of the classic arcade games. I'm best at Galaga. Hmm. Uh, I think my favorite. <laughs> my favorite's Mappy. Like I really Dude, like Mappy. Yes. Nobody plays Mappy. They've had it. At, they had it at the uh, the video game museum, and they yeah. had it at free play. We played that. Um, I love that fucking game. Nobody ever wants to play that game, and it's it's great. It's fun. A little mouse jumping jumping on trampolines. Yes. Like Jenna's over here doing the. Uh... <laughs> what um what what did you always want to be good at that you couldn't be? Oh. That you just couldn't get it. You know, uh, joust. Joust is one of those ones where um, you think you're good until you see somebody who's good at it, and then yeah. you realize, oh shit! Th- yeah. Like you need a lot of practice, and that is a that the, the muscle memory mm-hmm. to get that game down and getting the button mashing just right. Yeah, because it can get fast and furious. Not to uh, harp on Vin Diesel again, <laughs> um, the way it just the, the mo- when you get the momentum going and yeah. you're just kind of bouncing off the pterodactyl mm-hmm. guys' heads. That's you get that rhythm. You get the rhythm and the pattern. I've never been as good at that one as as uh, others I've seen play. What about you? Uh, I always wanted to be better than I am at Tron. Oh, yeah, well, Tron's bullshit. Fucking, what? That game sucks. What? Yeah, I'm not a fan you of Tron. Suck, man. It's it it's popular because of its visual style and because it had a film to go along with it, not but because it's a great game. There's there's some skill that's required in that sure. game that I wish that I could uh, be a little bit better at. I think you don't like Tron because you suck at it. Uh, that is that is partially true, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know I'm what? Just, and, I'm and just teasing. Actually, here's one. The aforementioned Qbert. Yeah. Qbert is much more fun to uh, look at. Like, I love the character design. I like the idea of Qbert more than I like actually playing Qbert. Yeah. Because something about that diagonal joystick never really quite... It doesn't quite gel. It's... Forget... <sighs> You forget like which one like I have to go um, up or left if I want to go up a square, uh-huh. but it's down right if you want to go down. And sometimes I want to go to the right. And yeah, up. and you you make that mistake and you jump right off the exactly, fucking platform. Exactly. Yeah. You ever play that Popeye arcade game? Yes, Dude, that one's hard. That one's pretty tough. It is deceptively it is, it is deceptively difficult. But you know, uh, made by Nintendo and Shigeru Miyamoto. Was it really? And that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. But challenging. Yes. I remember Bruto would like punch up at you. Is his name Bruto? Bruto. Brutus. 
Bruto, 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 Mars. Bruto. Oh, there was Brutus and Bluto. And Bluto. Maybe I'm combining the two. Yeah. Well, and then there was Bluto and Animal House. Bluto Mars. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, all right, so getting back to Pixels. Yeah, I guess we should. So you really didn't en- you didn't enjoy this movie? No, it's fine. It's just the parts of it that um, I enjoyed were few and far between. Like you said, anytime there's video... And, and I really had to catch myself and ask myself, am I enjoying this because it's actually good, it's quality, or is it just because of that nostalgia factor? It's the nostalgia factor. It, and it totally is, uh-huh. and especially that climax with Donkey Kong. Um, it, and it's fun to see kind of all your characters become 3D. I just wish... That concept were in a in a better film. I feel like with a better director and a, like if this weren't a Adam Sandler vehicle, yeah, uh, and Spielberg or somebody got a hold of this, it'd be called Ready Player One. It'd be called Ready Player One, <laughs> and it would be awesome. Uh huh. Um, and it would. And you know what, Wreck It Ralph. Like I, I was able to be so impartial good, with Wreck It Ralph. And You're impartial with Wreck It Ralph because you don't have those actors on the screen. You have voices, mm-hmm. and it's it's really hard to be that critical of someone doing some voice acting. But I think also, the, the story's just the, so good. The story's great, but it's every John Lasseter story. Yeah. So well, there yeah, really sure. isn't a whole lot that's... I mean, Wreck-It Ralph is a lot like Up. And, and Iron Giant. <laughs> and, and Iron Giant. In some ways. Um, But the thing that's fun about that is they base it on a game that you're not familiar with. You know, it's it's familiar... But it's not a game you've ever played, so it's easy to have that disconnect and care about the characters, mm-hmm. and they give you the familiar characters elsewhere. Although, do you know they have made an arcade cabinet of, of, uh, of Fix-It Fix Felix, Felix Jr.? Jr.? Yeah, they brought it to work. Oh, no way. They brought, they? When, I was, when I was working at iHeart, they brought it, I was telling Sarah this oh, story. That's cool. They had brought the cabinet up to work when the, uh, the movie was coming out, mm-hmm. and they put it in our, uh, our performance room, and they did that for all of the promotional partners. They left a cabinet in there for like a week, and I held the high score the whole time <gasps> it was there. See? Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, there I thought that go. was clever they did. My, nice. Al, my Al Bundy moment, that I was best at Fix-It Felix. You know, so I'm, I'm talking about the nostalgia, and that that can't be the only thing. And yet, one of the <coughs> one of the other aspects Sorry. of this film I enjoyed, it's okay, we'll cut that part out. I'm just dying over here. One of the, we'll do it quieter, please. One of the other aspects of this film <laughs> I enjoyed um, was when the aliens would talk to humans. Oh, because, through the other like 80s properties. Yeah, because the, the, the way we find out about... Uh, this alien invasion is through Josh Gad. He's kind of a conspiracy theorist, right? Uh-huh. And he says he's watching... What is he watching reruns of? He was watching reruns of... Um, oh, God. One Tree Hill? <laughs> or, or The O.C. The, or, or, yeah, uh, it was the Hills. One, of, one of those shows. One of those shows. Uh, late at night, and uh, uh, this image of uh, Ronald Reagan cuts in. Uh-huh. And you can tell it's totally kind of that uh, Conan O'Brien yes. putting your lips on somebody else's face. Uh-huh. Uh, so they, Actually, they've done the Forrest Gump. Yeah. Where they're computer animating uh, different words coming out of his mouth. So it's him, it's Madonna. We see Madonna. Uh, Hall, uh, Hall Notes. Notes. Um, and Max then Max Headroom. Headroom makes an appearance. And I think actually Matt Frewer doing the voice of uh Did they get Max him Headroom to come again. back to I do be- Max Headroom? I believe they did. Man, that's cool. Too bad they didn't get him uh, to actually do the, the image of. Yeah. Because the computer generated version didn't. There was something off about it. Every time they did it, there was someone like the Fantasy Island one. Where Adam Fantasy Sandler Island, is obviously doing the voice of Tattoo. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Oh, yeah. That was, it was clearly Adam Sandler doing the voice of Tattoo. My favorite uh, little in-joke is when uh, Kevin James, as the president, is getting a, a, a message, like one of his colonels walks in. She's like, we just received another message from the aliens. Uh, it came in the form of the Wendy's lady. The <laughs> where's Wendy's the commercial. beef? Yeah. First of all, she said, where's the beef? And then said the next battle will be at XYZ coordinates. Yeah. But they don't even show it. They just mention it. It's and just, if you had no idea what that was, the joke would go. Do you think that house. it worked better that way? Oh yeah, rather than just, seeing just it. allude to it. Well, they probably couldn't get the uh, the rights to her. So where's the beef? From lady? her estate. Yeah, man. Uh, Sean Bean. 
Remember how we hey. talked about this last week and you were like, I'm sure he's going to die. And he didn't. Didn't die. Survives. Nice little cameo. <laughs> he survives and it's your least favorite Sean Bean movie. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. All yeah. the best movies are where he dies. <laughs> um, Although I like that he uh, gets the... Uh, the footballers off of the field is able to clear commercial. the field by uh, explaining to them it's a they're shooting a beer. Commercial. I love that everybody's just hanging out and they're like this this is a beer commercial. <laughs> it's the weirdest just, beer commercial ever. <clears throat> he turns around and he just starts yelling at this guy. I'm like, dude, you've got a lot of other things to worry about. Also, um, Brian Cox in this film as well. Yeah, the original Hannibal Lecter. That's right. Um, and Uncle Argyle, if you're familiar with Braveheart. Mm. Um, so Striker from the X Men. Striker films? from X Men Two. Old Striker, I should say, from just one X Men film. <laughs> oh, you know what? Come to think of it, Peter Dinklage. Also, Dinklage, uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah, he was playing in Days a of Future Past from uh, from an X Men. Yeah, film. I forgot about that. Bolivar oh, Trask, love him. So the aliens abduct people at every battle sequence. Like they they attack a military base and they, they take, take one trophy. of the soldiers. They that's take right. a trophy, and when the humans win, that's why we get Duck Hunt Dog and we get Cubert because mm-hmm. those are trophies that they give us mm-hmm. for for winning. The poor Pakistani guy who's in, <laughs> proposing to his <laughs> oh my uh, god to his girlfriend. I like that he does like the selfie as Breakout is taking out the Taj Mahal. <laughs> yes. He's doing a selfie. Oh, Breakout! I, I said it was Pong, but you're right. It's Breakout. Yeah, it's Breakout. The little paddles. I would recommend it. Honestly, wow. if you're, See, I don't if know you're, I can go that far. If you're, if you're a fan of video games, you're, you know, you like a, a good time, just something you can laugh at for a good hour and a half. But don't you feel it was a little pandering? To, to what? To to us? To like they totally? It was as pandering as Wreck It Ralph was. No, no, because I'm saying they took the premise, they took all this video game, and and they played off the nostalgia, but then they built a great story around it, and and it's compelling in its own right. Even if you didn't know any of those characters as video game properties. I think that would still be a fun movie. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I mind so much. I mean, this is basically Ghostbusters with video games. Yes, but it's like yes, but it's the 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah, I liked that one. All right, well, I thought it was okay. Did you ever see it? I still haven't seen it. Well, then there you go. It. How then, are you going to be then critical? Then shut the hell up, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any other notes on this? Um, no. No? Oh, Paperboy. Oh, yes! My other favorite cameo was Paperboy riding around in the background, (laughs) throwing digital papers at people and killing them. The Robotron robots walking around slowly and stuff. That's that's a very fun part. It's kind of like, it reminds me of when we were talking about Cabin in the Woods and you and Jenna were saying about how you were like, Again, pausing the screen, doing mm-hmm. the and trying to find During out like, elevator scene. what all is happening yeah. in the background of the scene. It's it's something that's fun to do with this movie. All right, um, hard to complain about. All that. right, so you wouldn't recommend it <clears throat> unless you really, unless you're a child of the '80s as we were and grew up playing these games. Yeah. Um, but even then, the nostalgia factor only gets you so far. Um, I, I I said it at the beginning. I think that forty sex, forty sex. Woo. Freudian slip there. Yeah. 46% uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes is is pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what did Pixels do right? Uh, again, I am not a fan of Adam Sandler. And I do like Kevin James, but not when he's paired up with Adam Sandler. But I thought the supporting cast... like 98% of well, his movies. Well, it is now. Um, but I, I guess I like TV's Kevin like, James. I love Paul Blart. <laughs> and uh, what was the show he had? And has King of Queens. He's got another and show. Kevin can wait with uh, with Leah Remini. Leah Remini. I had no idea that was on TV. Yeah, uh, but I did enjoy Josh Gad and uh, Peter Dinklage, the supporting characters in this. I thought they were they were fun and added a little bit of uh, added some non Adam Sandler levity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all about misogyny and boobs. No, I really liked the video game sequences. Yeah, I liked when when Centipede attacked and everything like. 
I like the way that they presented it too. That like they build the field first, mm-hmm. and you see all the mushrooms, the mushrooms come down, falling. and they're like, "What the hell is this?" And as a video game fan, you're like, "Oh, oh it's centipede! Yep. I know this one." All right, that's kind of a fun shoot part the of the head. Don't it's shoot almost the like, body. Yes. It'll break off into segments. It's almost like a pop up video kind of movie where you're <laughs> like, you know, oh yeah, there's this, and you're you're spouting factoids off to somebody who doesn't want to hear them from you, but you're doing it anyway. <laughs> I.e., your wife. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, what did Pixels do wrong? Ooh, tough one. Well, I, I mentioned kind of the the the. I don't want to say it's, yeah, it's a little misogynistic. Uh, some of the jokes, it, it, it's very, very misogynistic. And the fact that they created this, this non-fictional, wait, they created this fictional video game uh-huh. uh, just so we could get a hot blonde chick in there to be Josh Gad's Dojo love interest Quest was certainly the weakest part of the film. But uh, and the fact that he like, can, okay, wait, mm-hmm. I'll let you finish. Go ahead, finish, no, that's fine because I'm going to bring this back. Um, I, I'm actually going to zig a little bit and say Chris Columbus was maybe the uh, the weakest part because wow. he doesn't bring anything to the table. I, I, I don't know what that guy's style is. He's all over the map. He's done the two worst Harry Potter movies, uh, but then he, he's done things like Home Alone, which I love. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I think that's more based on the, the script. So he's he's good with a strong script, but he can't save... He's a good utility player. ...a weak script, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, what I think Pixels did wrong... Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little bit of mismanagement of the characters. I think that we've already got Adam Sandler, who's kind of our straight man. Then we've got uh, Kevin James, who's also our straight man. Right. But then we've got Josh Gad, who's the weird conspiracy theorist, which there's a place for him in this movie. Uh, And then you've got the Peter Dinklage character, who's kind of like the rebel, the rule breaker. Right. And there's a place for him. You know, it's kind of that that chemistry that makes up a team. Mm -hmm. But you have two of the same character with Kevin James and Adam Sandler. Yeah. And it's a little too much. It's a little uneven. Uh, And and it reads, especially in that last part where suddenly Kevin James is joining Adam Sandler into the Donkey Kong. But like it should have been it should have been the way that the story is being constructed. That should have been Peter Dinklage and Adam Sandler right. in the Donkey Kong bit and Adam Sandler saving Peter Dinklage at one point. I like that. And then like basically earning his win over Peter Dinklage like I really am the Donkey Kong master. Um, that would have made him a, a little bit more of a complete story. If anything, I think the Michelle Monaghan <laughs> character was a little um, like didn't need to be in that climax. She, she didn't need to be in it, but I will say this. It, it, it goes along the lines of how misogynistic this movie is. Uh, there are no female characters. Yeah. Like, why is there not a female buddy of theirs, like Mad Max from Stranger yeah. Things? Why is there not a female character who buddied around with them when it was also a real good video game player? You just need more Dig Dug in this film overall. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that was a game that no, she played. I know, she I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. titled the episode Dig Dug. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake Pixels, how would we do that? Oh, yeah. Well, I have recast uh, six, six characters and a director. Nice. I did the same thing. Did you? Yeah, probably not the same characters. I don't know. Well, I started with the Brian Cox character. Oh, He's the, yeah. the general. Okay, yeah. that's what Admiral Porter. Admiral Porter. How about Alec Baldwin in that role? I like Alec Baldwin. How about Richard Jenkins? Ooh. Oh, nice. Yes. Which we just saw in uh, The Shape of Water. That's Oscar right. nominated for yeah, 13. Not though. enough movies about people fucking fish. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Wow. <laughs> Still in theaters. Sorry, guys. Uh, Peter it's a, Dinklage. It's a merman. Actually, do we want to do him? We it's want to another do... movie with Richard Jenkins and a merman. And a merman. Yeah, we said that too. <laughs> Listen to our Cabin in the Woods episode from 2017. Uh, no, we could do whoever you want. Uh, all right, let's do Peter Dinklage. All right. Because he has the least Eddie. screen time as compared to the others. Sure. So if if we want to stick with midgets, 
Because he's a midget. I don't think that's the proper nomenclature. What is he, is he a little person? What, yeah, are, what think, are we calling him I think now? you say little people. Oh, well, when I did a Google search for midget <laughs> actors, he showed up. So, I'm sorry, Google. Blame Google. <laughs> you, we could go with Tony Cox. Remember him from uh, yes. Bad Santa? Yes, I do. But I don't think this character really... Just get a good actor, right? It's not the character isn't because he isn't funny because he's a, a little person. Yeah, it's funny because it's Peter Dinklage. He's a good actor, and somebody else. I couldn't. I was thinking, who who could have a mullet and do this voice and be this kind of cocky? Uh-huh. And I keep thinking of Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim, yes. playing Lucas Lee. Oh my so god! How about Chris Evans in that role, a little muscular. Talking to you, Pilgrim. That's right. <laughs> he's famous and he's talking to me. <laughs> uh, I went with Danny McBride. Oh, dude, great. But I'm going to have him totally do the tiptoes thing. Down and out. Like, oh, no way. Like he's going to be on his knees. He's, he's going to be on his knees the entire movie. Like, uh, like Malcolm. Like Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, thank you. I always get him and Malcolm. Malcolm case. Jamal Warner. That's oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> him too. Oh, I love that. That's great. Idea. All right. Who do you have next? Well, let's do Josh Gad's character. Okay. Um, L- Ludlow Lemonsoft. That's right. So I'm going to go with Zach Galifianakis on that one. Oh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. I, uh, I chose Bill Hader. Ooh, that's fun. Very conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like that. I, just basically playing his character from Hot Rod after he gets yeah. that piece of metal in his head. Was <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Hot Rod episode from 2016. See you later, Mountain Face. All right. Now we're in on the top three. Yes, sir. Michelle Moynihan. Monaghan? Monaghan? Monaghan. Monaghan. Michelle that's Monaghan. It. There's Bridget Moynihan. There you go. And Michelle Monaghan. And then there's Kate Beckinsale, who kind of looks Beckinsale. like... Beckinsale. 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 Tomato, tomato. <laughs> But I thought she kind of looks like uh, Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, that's pretty good. And man. Uh, she's done some some. Uh, she can do some her own acrobatics, as witnessed in the Underworld films. That's true. If in fact she is still doing her own stunts. Um, what else is she? Oh, she did a movie called Whiteout. Did you ever see that? Never saw that one. It was a uh, like a horror film that takes place a lot like the <laughs> it's thing. It's the sequel to Get Out. <laughs> so <laughs> get get out white out white out <laughs> get that white out. Uh, the roles are reversed this time. Okay, so for my Violet, I went with Emma Stone. Ooh, I like that. I like that, too. Pretty good. I think that she could totally, like, we could nerd her up a little bit. Oh, yeah. I would change the story so that way she was one of the buddies back in the day. Yeah. And uh, and there's always been, like, a friendly rivalry between her and the Adam Sandler character. Could even get the Mad at Max uh, actress from uh, Stranger Things to play her. Uh, As the young, the young version. The young version. Yeah. All right, so that leaves our last Interesting. Two. I'm curious to see who you paired her up with because I was trying to be age-appropriate by... Uh, Casting Kate Beckinsale, yeah, uh, because my Kevin James and Adam Sandler are going to be Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, oh, the God, swingers pair. Oh, I love that. So you got John Favreau as the president. He could be a little more presidential, so I think, while still uh, pulling the comedy. Oh in. hell yeah, he and could then, be. He could be like uh, um, what's his name in the uh, in the Iron Man movies. Happy is that his name? Oh oh uh, yeah, Happy not Hogan, not Happy Happy Gilmore. Hogan, Happy Hogan. There you go. There you go. Oh, nicely done. Uh, all right, so my uh, my president Will Cooper, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. And Brenner's Paul Rudd. <laughs> this whole thing directed by Judd Apatow. Of course. Oh, that's great. I didn't even piece that together. Yeah. Nicely done. Who's directing yours? Uh, you know what? I went with uh, Kevin Smith because he's somebody who knows how to take pop culture and... Uh, and then just plop a camera down and <laughs> capture it. So, well, hey, look. We've already got a director who doesn't have much style. So uh, <laughs> Kevin Smith would be an apt substitute. There you go. You've seen Red State, right? I have seen Red State. Holy shit. Every time it's I get into better. this like a conversation about Kevin Smith and talk about how weak of a director he is, I my mind always goes back to Red State and I go, oh, wait, there's that movie that just does not fit. You you put that up against all of his other movies and you're like, who made this? It is weird. It's like he didn't d- direct that film. Right. It's so, so un-Kevin Smith. It's so good. But still great. 
Uh, guys, if you have any thoughts about Pixels, about how you would recast it, or if you have uh, any points, stuff that we glossed over, because we really didn't focus too much on the story on this, just kind of went into a whole conversation about video games on our own. Yeah. But if you have any thoughts about that, uh, you could talk to us on our Facebook page. Go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us. And if there's a movie you want us to talk about in the future, you can uh, leave your suggestions there. We also have a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's editingbay.com. When you go there, you're going to find links to all of our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page, and also our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. You're always going to be the first to know what movies we're doing uh, the next week. In fact, if you're following us, you already know what movie we're about to mention that you're going to hear on next week's episode. Oh, yeah. Also on editingbay.com, we've got a little pictures tab. We've got a way to support the show with swag. We're selling t-shirts there. You can support the show that way. And also subscribe right there, all on editingbay.com. All right, so what are we going to do next week? Well, um, this was my pick, Pixels, so uh, you get to choose, Joe. Um, So remember a long time ago, we ended up talking about a movie called Elves with Dan Haggerty. Oh, yeah. That was the product of me going down a deep YouTube rabbit hole. Super low budget Christmas uh-huh. film. Yeah. So I did that again recently. Mm. I just kind of went down the YouTube rabbit hole, going found back a to movie. Our roots. <laughs> don't know where you're going if you don't know where you're from. <laughs> roots. It's a Mr. T song, guys. Um, so I Speaking went down that 80s. rabbit hole on YouTube mm-hmm. and came across a movie called Suburban Sasquatch. Okay. Now, the problem is <laughs> when we decided to do this movie. Uh, it was on YouTube, and then when we went back, it's been taken off. Uh, I hate when that happens. I know, it sucks, but we're still going to do it. Uh, Suburban Sasquatch, next week, right here on the Editing Bay. Guys, I think you can find this on Amazon. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, they, they're, they're printing DVDs of this, are they? Or, or Amazon Prime. Like, I think you can you can oh. rent this on Amazon Prime. You can pay money for this, huh? So, uh, yeah, if you want to, I Should don't you? recommend it, no. Yeah, this is right sneak, in the same vein. Sneak peek. I don't recommend you spend money on this. <laughs> if you enjoyed our Birdemic episode or uh, Thanks Killing, Thanks Killings 1 and 3, because uh-huh. there is no Thanks Killing 2, yeah. uh, what are the low-budget films? It, like, this is... You know, Elves. We joked last week about uh, The Room yeah. and what a horrible, horrible film that is. And it is, uh, but it also had a $6 million budget and looked like it. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it looked at least like a million-dollar budget, let's uh-huh. put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on, on, to juxtapose that, we're going to have this super low-budget film. Right, that, that we're going to talk about next week. Okay. <laughs> which, to you and I, is going to be 10 minutes from In now. five minutes. So, guys, you're going to have more of me losing my voice for Space this next episode. Continuum. Uh Jeff, thank you very much. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll see you next week for Suburban Sasquatch. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.